Slava Jesus Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. This is Father Basil doing another podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about this book again, Light for Life, Part 2 of the Mystery Celebrated from God With Us Publications. And we're talking about the daily services of our church. The church's daily offices are rooted in the thrice-daily prayer services of the synagogues. Public morning and evening services are reported as being celebrated in the major Christian centers from very early times. Matins and Vespers were never offices intended only for monasteries. Their earliest use derives from the cathedral churches prior to the development of monastic life. They are public works, the offering of a sacrifice of praise to God in the morning and evening, an action reflected in the daily prayer of the Christian. Hence, matins and vespers came to be known as cathedral offices, whereas the other services which fell the daily cycle emerged later, largely in monasteries. The best witness among the fathers to this early pattern of Christian worship was Eusebius of Caesarea, and this is what he said. For it is surely no small sign of God's power that throughout the whole world in the churches of God, at the morning rising of the sun, and at the early hours, hymns, praises, and truly divine delights are offered to God. God's delights are indeed the hymns set up everywhere on earth in his church at the times of morning and evening. For this reason it is said somewhere, let my praise be sung sweetly to him, and let my prayer be like incense before you. Human beings naturally give thanks to God at the beginning and close of each day. Matins, or Orthodox Greek for morning, is an act of the faithful to the glorification of God as the creator of all days and times. The prayer is an outpouring of thanksgiving, and praise to God, who beautifies and provides for our lives. It consists of readings from the Psalter, interspersed with litanies, prayers, and hymns. Most characteristics of these are the canon, a poetical composition of nine olds, the Psalms of Praise, and the Dexology. The climax of this service, the singing of the Great Dexology, is introduced by the proclamation, Glory to you, O God, who have shown us the light. This light refers to our Lord Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who is the light of the world. For the Christian, sunrise is only a shadow, a mere symbol of the true light of God, which enlightens everyone by faith. Through its celebration of light and creation, Matins, Orthros, provides a natural introduction to the Divine Liturgy. It is the morning sacrifice of praise, which is often joined to the celebration of Divine Liturgy, commemorating Him who is the light of the world. On Sundays and special feast days, another section is added to Matins between the Catisma and Psalm 50. We sing Psalms 134-135, called Polyaleos, full of mercy, because of the repeated refrain for his mercy endures forever. On Sunday, Psalm 118 is sung with the 
Evolgertia hymns, the choir of angels, recalling the visit of the ointment-bearing women to the tomb of Jesus when they discovered his resurrection. This is followed by an especially solemn reading of the gospel. On Sundays, this is a proclamation of Christ's resurrection. And other days, it focuses on the feast being celebrated. The celebrations of Matins during the Great and Holy Week are particularly solemn. The services on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, called the bridegroom services in some churches, include poignant calls to readiness for the coming of the bridegroom. Friday's Matins is marked by 12 readings from the Passion of the Gospels, telling the story of the climax of Christ's saving work, which led to his victory manifest in the resurrection. Saturday's Matins includes the great hymns of lamentation, chanted before the tomb where the Lord's body rests while his soul finishes the work of recreation. Matins on Pascha celebrates the Lord's resurrection with the joyful chanting of the Paschal Troparion. Christ is risen from the dead by death conquering death and to those in the graves granting life. The Paschal Canon attributed to St. John Damascene based on St. Gregory the Theologian's homily on the resurrection and the Paschal Stachera sung while the worshippers greet one another with the salutation, Christ is risen, truly he is risen. This matins represents anew the joyful experience of the ointment-bearing women who went to the tomb early in the morning to discover that truly Christ is risen. The church's evening service, called Vespers, also celebrates a natural time of the day, the setting of the sun. As darkness approaches, the Christian proclaims that Jesus is the true light of the world the joyful light of the holy glory of the heavenly and immortal Father. Psalm 140, coupled to the offering of incense and lighting of lamps, candles, typifies the service inasmuch as Vespers is the evening service sacrifice of praise. The second verse of the psalm sums up this theme. Let my prayer come like incense before you, the lifting up of my hands like the evening sacrifice. The first part of Vespers up to the Old Testament readings also forms the first part of the pre-sanctified liturgy. The communion rite is designed to conclude fast days. When the Feast of the Annunciation occurs on a fast day, the first part of Vespers then forms the first part of the Divine Liturgy. This also happens on the Feast of the Holy Eucharist, Holy Thursday, and on the eves of Pascha, Christmas, and the Theophany. Especially solemn Vesper services are held on Forgiveness Sunday, the eve of the first day of the Great Fast, when we are invited to begin the fast in the spirit of mutual love and reconciliation. Vespers and Great Friday is highlighted by the taking down of Christ's body from the cross and the procession with the Holy Shroud. Vespers of Pascha remembers the first announcement of the resurrection to Thomas, who would not believe. The so-called kneeling vespers of Pentecost marks the return to kneeling after the Paschal season. These offices have been influenced by the monastic tradition that began in the fourth century. 
These monastic communities of Christians sought to follow perfectly after Christ by a life of repentance and chastity. The daily cycle of prayer in the monasteries revolved around the reading of the Psalms. In their initial simplicity of life, the monks avoided singing and relied on meditatively reading a set number of Psalms, the Katismata, in the morning and in the evening. The monasteries eventually accepted the offices of vespers and matins from the parish churches, adding sections from the Psalter. In some areas, it had become customary for Christians to pray, usually privately, at other stated times during the day, to fulfill better Paul's admonition to never cease praying. And the spirit of Psalm 118, 119, seven times a day I praise you for your just ordinances. The monasteries devised liturgical forms to observe these other hours of prayer. These became the seven services during the day, matins at sunrise, the third hour at 9 a.m., the sixth hour at midday, the ninth hour at 3 p.m., vespers at sunset, complines before retiring, and the office at midnight, interrupting sleep. The office of the first hour, 6 a.m., sometimes follows matins, which was designed to end at sunrise. Each of these hours consists of three psalms appro appropriate to the hour, a prayer common to all hours and a proper hour prayer for each hour. The troparia hymns, originally proper for each hour, are now sung only during the great fast. Ordinarily, these hours are less solemn than the cathedral services of Vespers and Matins and are intended more for personal use. A cathedral form, including additional hymns and scripture readings, is used on the eves of Christmas and Theophany, as well as Great Friday, the Great or Royal Hours. The first hour celebrates the beginning of the day, whereas the other three recall the main events of our Lord's Passion and Glorification to remind us to take up our cross daily and to follow Christ. This self-denial and commitment to our Lord's Gospel required of every Christian, is especially the call of those striving for perfection in, in the monastic life. The third hour celebrates the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The sixth hour remembers Jesus' crucifixion. And the ninth hour, his death upon the cross. Today, these hours are often combined or joined to other services in various ways. During Lent, the third and sixth hours are often celebrated together as a midday service with special penitential troparia and readings from the prophecy of Isaiah. In Holy Week, the prophecy of Ezekiel is read. The night services are called complines and the midnight office. Compline is said before retiring for the evening and includes prayers for a restful sleep free from sin. It concludes with mutual forgiveness among the members of the community for any wrongs, either by failures in leading the Christian life or by in charity to one another. Some places may include a confession of faults to the superior to enable them to attain a more perfect life. Many of these traditions influence the development of the rite of repentance for laity also. Compline has two forms 
a shorter version for ordinary days in the year, and a longer one, the great compline for fast days. The character of compline is expressed in Psalm 90.5. You shall not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day. And the canticle in Isaiah 26, 9 and 19. My soul yearns for you, O Lord, in the night. Yes, my spirit within me keeps vigil for you. Monastics also pray in the middle of the night to express the prayerful longing for God's presence expressed in this canticle. The psalmody, hymns and prayers of this midnight office are designed to keep the worshiper's mind on the bridegroom and judge who will come when he is least expected. So that's a lot of information about the daily services that we have in our church. And they're beautiful. If you've never gone to Vespers or Matins or Complines or all those other services mentioned, uh, you should come and, and, and celebrate them with the priest. The priest, you know, tries to do as much as he can within the church community. You know, I, I have a lot of places to go, but I still try to do prayers morning and night in the different places I'm at. And, and we have to learn these prayers to see the beauty of them, to see the, the glory of them every day. Okay, so that's all I want to talk about today. God bless you. Have a good day.